Hello and welcome to the Sky CFS Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for people who are suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome who want to regain their health and thrive better than they ever have before. I'm a CFS coach, yoga teacher and therapist and I want to help you start taking action to overcome your symptoms. I keep these podcasts short and helpful because I know energy is limited when it comes to CFS. If at any point you want more information about my coaching service, head to www.sankistyoga.co.uk. Hello people, welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm here to shed some light on why symptoms are indeed so hard to shift, particularly when you start trying to heal and work on recovery. And disclaimer, it's not because you're broken and it's not because you're never going to get better. I often hear things like, I've worked so hard on my mindset or I'm responding well to my symptoms or I've done so much brain retraining but it just isn't seeming to work or sometimes my symptoms are getting more intense or they're just not going away. First of all, I completely understand this. I feel like I say this every episode, but I do because I've been here myself. I understand this, this way of thinking, this mindset and these fears and the frustration at not seeing improvements in your symptoms. I really do. I know the frustration and the feeling of being fed up with the symptoms and just wanting your life back, your energy back. Doing the things I thought I should be doing, but often not seeing immediate results hello instant gratification if you haven't already listened to delayed gratification yet i'd recommend going and giving that a listen if you find you really get frustrated um, when you don't see the fruits of your labor instantly i.e if you're frustrated with your symptoms not getting instantly better after you've done a little bit of brain retraining or nervous system work etc um yeah but i get it the symptoms are hard they suck and you just want them to go away But when you start doing healing work, you are still in survival mode. And even more, you are now challenging your survival mode to change because you're bringing awareness to it. And obviously that is what we need to do. We need to change from being in survival mode to expand our window of tolerance. So we are within it. So we're not in survival and our body stops sending us symptoms. But by deciding to challenge your survival mode, which means it feels how am I going to say this? Hang on a minute. I just want to say this in the right way so it's not too confusing. (laughs) Um, Right, so by challenging your survival mode to change, it means that it feels more driven to protect you and as a result can actually ramp up symptoms as a means of avoiding any more trauma that you're going to let your body endure that you perhaps have in the past. Whether that was conscious trauma, like being a type A personality and burning yourself out, or whether it was something more unconscious, such as getting a virus. When I say unconscious and conscious, I mean it was out of our control. Like if we got a virus or we had the vaccine um, that caused the initial trauma. Obviously, getting a vaccine is a conscious choice, but I'm sure you didn't do it with the intent of causing yourself CFS. So it's a weird paradox because the survival mode is designed to keep us safe but by doing so it prevents us 
healing from the original trauma that caused this and prevents us actually being safe because in the real world we probably are safe as opposed to what your mind is telling you is happening when we're in survival mode it's not possible for us to address the trauma that has already happened and it remains unprocessed and unaddressed because your symptoms then take over and this underlying trauma whatever it is in your case vaccine or emotional event or a series of this underlying trauma that is informing the mind that being in your body is unsafe and basically the mind just tries to make sense of it all so it creates a story usually one fueled by fear worry or dissociation that is a load of crap and highly inaccurate and it tells this story to our brains and to our body and to our nervous system that then takes this on as a fact and so remains in survival mode which then creates more intense symptoms which then further feeds the mind the story that you are unsafe in your body quite the vicious cycle huh it is a vicious feedback loop and it's so understandable why people feel overwhelmed and stuck and like it's impossible to get better but I'm about to share a tip with you about how to break this cycle. So keep listening, but you need to understand this first. When we attempt to interrupt the feedback loops in our mind, through our mind, sorry. When, <laughs> when we attempt, sorry, I'm getting really my words muddled today. Let me try that again. When we attempt to interrupt the feedback loops, so the symptoms, the stress feedback loop, using our minds so i.e by telling ourselves we're not in survival mode the survival mode can and usually does just get stronger again making symptoms worse and more persistent this is only temporary and you have the resources to change to change that but here's the thing to know you cannot calm down or come out of survival mode just by telling yourself to you can't just sit there and, and say to yourself I'm safe, I don't need to be in survival mode, mentally or out loud. The survival self, when you're in survival mode, does not understand language or words or usually logic. It just won't work and, like I said, can actually make it worse, which I think is where a lot of people go wrong. You know, when, when we um, become aware of being constantly in survival mode we're like okay well I'll just tell myself I'm not in I don't need to be in survival mode and I'm safe it doesn't work like that in terms of you can't just say it to yourself but you can calm down and bring yourself out of survival mode by moving into slash reconnecting with your body and then you could potentially address the underlying fears or triggers or traumas because you'll be able to think rationally when you're back within your window of tolerance and out of survival mode, that's when you can process things a lot better because you're not, you're not in survival mode. You're able to think rationally without the fear of constant threat. So to help your symptoms get better, you have to start with your physical body. If you're stuck in that cycle of like what I spoke about a minute ago of like, um, having symptoms, getting stressed about the symptoms, your mind taking over, 
making your symptoms worse, etc., etc. The place to start is with your body. Because your mind isn't helpful when you're in survival mode. And what I mean by that is tuning in, what I mean by starting with your body is tuning into your five senses. Utilizing meditation or somatic movement or being in nature or listening to music, smelling essential oils. These things are like classic examples of things that tune you into your senses and your reality. But you can honestly pick any form of connection that works for you. But the goal should be bringing your mind and yourself back to the present, away from the total consumption and negative narrative of your mind. That was a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) Negative narrative of your mind. So, to help... (sighs) Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I think... Firstly, I just want to remind you that when when you're thinking of reconnecting to the present and getting away from the overconsumption of your mind, you're not aiming to escape your mind. That would be dissociation. That's not the purpose of what we're trying to do. The purpose is cognitive diffusion, which is basically a fancy way of saying meditation, which is basically a fancy way of saying being present and paying attention to your thoughts, like letting them be there, but not completely buying into them and letting them dictate your reality. It's getting a bit of space, a bit of mental space. So you don't always take your thoughts on as fact. You can just kind of watch them as a slideshow or like clouds passing in the sky. That's a common one, a common um, sort of metaphor to be used in meditations. So the goal isn't to escape your mind. The goal is to be aware of when your mind is taking over and making up false things such as I'm never going to get better. And then realizing you need to bring yourself back into the present moment by reconnecting to your body because your mind isn't a good place to be right now. And then that will allow you to calm down enough that maybe your thought processes and your mind will change and they'll become a lot more rational and accurate. But like I said, you have to start with the physical body. You can't start with the mind because when you're in survival mode, the mind doesn't always, actually rarely at all, does it tell you the truth. Your senses will tell you the truth of whether or not you are in danger and whether or not you need to be in survival. And usually you're not about to be hit by a car or anything like that. You might be experiencing physical pain of symptoms to which I say you are definitely allowed to feel some fear and some stress mentally, but don't let yourself spiral completely because symptoms are a part of recovery and how well you respond to them will dictate how well you recover. Remember, your amygdala, which is an area in your brain, is what decides whether or not you're going into survival mode or not. And your amygdala makes that decision based off of two things, your mind and your five senses. If your mind is constantly fueled by, you know, um, negative narratives or um, unhelpful thoughts, stories that you make up that are usually inaccurate and tell you you are in danger, your amygdala is going to keep you in survival mode. But the other thing that we often forget about is your five senses. 
that's the other thing that is informing your amygdala. So utilize that, tune into your five senses. This is why, you know, meditations and stuff are so powerful in recovery. It often sounds like a hippy dippy idea. And when you don't understand the explanation or the science behind meditation, it can seem like a waste of time or like, how is this going to help my recovery? But it's going to help your recovery because it will teach you to dissociate from your thoughts and not be completely consumed by them so they don't dictate your nervous system response and it's also very powerful because it just gives you um the space to tune into your five senses and let your amygdala amygdala that's a hard word to say (laughs) when i'm in a rush your amygdala know that you are safe and therefore it hopefully won't send you into survival mode it'll actually bring you out of that Okay, so the main take home today is if you're in a cycle of symptoms and you can't see any improvements, you haven't seen any improvements in a long time, start with reconnecting to your body and getting some diffusion from your mind. Be consistent with this and you will see improvements. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be really helpful for me if you could follow and share my podcast. And if you've been inspired to take action to overcome CFS, then reach out to me on Instagram at sky underscore coaching underscore.